Hello, and welcome to Hospitality Speaks Podcast, where we interview top leaders in the travel and leisure business. Join us as we explore the latest trends in the industry and discover what it takes to lead the pack. And now, please welcome your hosts, Ryan Reese and Tommy Botts. Hey, hoteliers, I'm Tommy Botts, and welcome back to uh, Hospitality Speaks. I'm here today with my co-host, Ryan Reese. Hey, everybody. We had a great time speaking with Ali Evangelista last time, and today we're welcoming Javier Cano, the Area General Manager for Marriott, Marriott in Los Angeles. In his position, he oversees Marriott full-service hotels in Los Angeles, in addition to the day-to-day operations of the Ritz-Carlton, Los Angeles, and JW Marriott Los Angeles LA Live. So we really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you today, Mr. Cano. And it, it's we, we saw on your LinkedIn, it's really impressive. You've been with Marriott 42 years. Congratulations on, a, on an amazing tenure with such an amazing brand. So we first, our first question is, uh, how did you break into the hospitality industry? Well, thank you. Uh, listen, guys, it's a pleasure to be with you today and uh, more than happy to share a few thoughts. Uh, you know, my story about how I broke in, uh, very similar to a lot of people, I was uh, going to school and uh, needed a job, had to work as I weighed my way through school and uh, picked up a job at a local motel and was uh, started working in hospitality that way. At one point, Marriott opened up a hotel. I was going to school in San Antonio and they were opening a hotel. It paid a dollar more an hour. So I reached out to those guys and uh, got a job as uh, opening uh, on that hotel uh, as a front desk clerk and have been working my way up through Marriott for the last, oh, 42 years. And it's been a lot of fun. So being at Marriott over 42 years, you see a lot of changes, not only in, in uh, at Marriott, but in the industry as a whole. What do you think uh, for you has been the biggest change you've seen at Marriott over uh, the past 40 plus years? Well, there's been huge changes. I mean, our industry has gone from what was a smaller industry to, to just one that's global. Uh, I, I really would tell you there's so many. Uh, for example, I started in the 63rd hotel that Marriott had. We used to number them. And now there's 8,000 hotels that Marriott has. So uh, companies have grown uh, tremendously, huge branded companies. But, uh, you know, you could go down a number of different rows. One of them, for example, is technology. When you started off working in this industry, everything was done by hand. Uh, none of the technology systems that exist today were in place. So that's been a huge change in terms of how the industry has gone. So there are several of them. I've just been fortunate to kind of be along for the ride for many of them. So... So you talked a little bit just about technology. So what advantages uh, has technology brought that a guest might not see? We know that the Marriott app has the remote check-in that you mm-hmm. can use and you have the, the key on your phone, which is definitely cool. But is there anything at the back of the house example or anything beyond the Marriott app that um, has changed throughout your time? Oh, tremendously. I mean, it used to be that when you used to come into a hotel and you see somebody who you recognize, you'd say hello to them, but you really know anything about them. Uh, now, with the way that the uh, customer relationship systems are, CRM systems are, you know tremendous amounts. I mean, you know about people's preferences, you know what kind of hotels they like, if they like feather uh, uh, pillows or uh, foam pillows, 
I mean, you really find out a tremendous amount about the customer. And I think we use all that data, which we collect all the time, everybody does, to try to really craft a great experience for someone. So what used to be relied on by pure luck or by somebody recognizing somebody has really turned into a science. So um, being at Marriott over 40 years, like when you said when you started out, did you mm-hmm. have any mentors you know, throughout your career that helped you uh, move through the ranks to where you are today? I think that one of the things that's really great about our industry is the fact that there are mentors all the way through the path. Uh, I will tell you, I had a number of them through my, throughout my career from the time I started until now. And I think that uh, one of the other very cool things about our industry is the fact that as you continue to go on on your journey, you are going to become a mentor for the people that you work with. There's a ton of people that I keep in contact that I worked with as little as a, a year or so ago to 20 or 30 years ago. And I think that's the fun part about this business is that you get to create some relationships that really last you a very long time. So we've kind of asked what a lot of questions about what has changed throughout mm-hmm. uh, your time at Marriott's, but what has stayed the same? What has, what has uh, stayed the same through your 42 years at Marriott, besides, of course, the care and dedication to your guests? Yeah, I think that one of the things that you that the DNA of somebody who is in the industry is not changed. I think that you are predisposed to be somebody who is uh, who likes dealing with people, somebody who has a passion for creating a great experience. That is the same whether it's now or 100 years ago. So I think that people are drawn to this industry uh, for some of those very fundamental pieces. Uh, I am a hotelier. I love what I do. I enjoy coming to work every day. uh, And I enjoy that part of it that says, you know, we're going to do something special for someone. Uh, People ask me all the time, about the business that I'm in. Well, I will tell you that the business that we're in is we're in the memory business. We're in there to create a memory that then can be compared to other memories, but one that stays with people all the time. And I think that's one of the special parts about the business that we're in. So, so we know that the, the Super Bowl was last weekend. Um, I, w- I was wondering how that, if that affected your operations or how operations changed at your hotels and how you kind of dealt with the... Uh, the added or kind of the added people coming in for that event? So our hotel is very fortunate that we are built for large events. Uh, we've hosted um, two NBA All-Star Games. We've hosted an NHL All-Star Game. Uh, we have uh, this uh, summer, we are the host hotel and the headquarter hotel, by the way, for all these events. Uh, we're hosting the Major League Baseball's All-Star Game. Uh, and we just finished hosting the Super Bowl, for which we were the NFL's headquarter hotel. Uh, it, is, uh, it was an amazing experience. Uh, you, certainly, a Super Bowl being one of those iconic events that's, world, that's broadcast worldwide. And the people that come to it, of course, come from all over. So we were able to be this uh, a platform that was really buzzing with energy for all the people that were here, for all the different events. There are events happening all the time. And uh, we're built for that. So it was really exciting to see all the people that were here for it. Right. And so in Los Angeles, you, uh, besides the other hotels, you also manage two uh, large luxury hotels at JW Marriott and the Ritz-Carlton. What would you say 
uh, for in Los Angeles, the JW Marriott Emirates Carlton is the biggest difference between the two. Would you say maybe yeah. back of house resources and team members or? Yeah, it's really, really hard to run a hotel that has two brands in it. Uh, and especially when the two brands are luxury brands, it's not easy to do. We, it's one of our biggest challenges every single day. Uh, what helps us, honestly, is the fact that they're so different. Uh, the JW uh, Marriott is 878 keys, and uh, this is a convention hotel. We do big events there. Uh, we have three ballrooms. They range from 17,000 square, uh, square feet to 25,000 square feet. So our largest dinner is 2,000 people uh, that we host in one of those ballrooms. Uh, the Ritz-Carlton, on the other hand, is a, a boutique hotel. It has 123 keys, and uh, it is uh, really, uh, as you know, the Ritz-Carlton is one of the iconic luxury brands in the world, and so that experience is much, much more geared to an individual experience of somebody coming in. That does help us to be able to really differentiate the two experiences, but it's a very hard thing to do to there's a to run the two brands with one team. There's a certain number of team members that are shared. Uh, generally, more back of the house uh, support systems, our finance, our engineering teams, accounting, this sort of uh, the front of house teams are are really pretty dedicated to each one of the two hotels. So how do you kind of manage brand standards when dealing with those two hotels? Mm -hmm. So I know I know when you walk into a JW Marriott, I know the JW Marriott sent that you have. I don't know if that yeah. carries throughout over to the Ritz-Carlton or how did, how do you kind of deal with that? Yeah, that, that's really uh, speaking to the one challenge that we face, which is to maintain the two experiences. And again, I think one of the things that help us is they're two very different experiences. So if you're in the lobby of the JW Marriott, for example, it's a big lobby. We have a three-story atrium. It's, it's very, very open. Uh, we have a lot of activity there. There's a lot of energy that you find within the lobby. If you go over to the Ritz-Carlton side, however, it is much more of a relaxing experience. It is more like the oasis that's above all of the energy that's going on. Uh, though uh, JW is the first 21 stories of our building, the Ritz-Carlton is uh, above that. And then we also, by the way, have uh, condominiums here, 224 Ritz-Carlton condominiums. So in addition to two hotels in the building, also manage a homeowner association. So there's three unique businesses that we have under, under one roof. Yeah, and so uh, for the residences for some of these, uh, for some of the properties, how are uh, the guests in the residences dealt with as opposed to the guests in the hotel part who are staying for maybe a few days, like you said, for the Super Bowl? Right. Well, the residences, uh, they're uh, fully occupied here. The people live here. It's their homes, right? So uh, that is a very different experience. Uh, we do have some rentals that are there, but those have to be at a minimum of a year. So anybody that's here is long term in terms of the residences. So that experience, as you can imagine, is geared much, much more to what you would have in your own home. Uh, uh, the amenities are set that way. Uh, what way we try to provide services that way. Uh, hotel side is, is different, right? Your like you said, your average length of stay is a lot, lot smaller. And um, we have different entrances for everyone. So even though you're in the same building, we try to have your experience be 
a little bit uh, separated from everyone so you can uh, enjoy an individual experience in any one of the three different uh, units that we have. So I was wondering if you could walk us kind of through a typical day. I know maybe not every, not any day is typical, but um, if yeah. maybe it's kind of the things that you go through, um, just the th things that you do have with a routine throughout your day. Yeah, I think that to what you bring up there at the beginning is, is really true of our industry. We don't have typical days, right? Um, anything in our world we know is that everything can change. So you come in with an idea and a plan, and then that may modify. Generally, though, I like to come in and I like to walk around and see a lot of the staff before I get into uh, the office and do a little bit of work there. So uh, I like to start off in the kitchen. I like talking to the, to the chefs, like talk, talking to the cooks, like talking to the staff to find out well, what's going on, how's our business going. Uh, you learn an awful lot by talking to people. Uh, one of the things that I will tell you that I learned early on is that no one person or one group of people have all the good ideas. Uh, good ideas come from everywhere. You just got to be able to listen and be able to, to uh, keep your ears open to learn where the ideas can come from. Uh, but, you know, the idea is connecting with staff. You got, unfortunately, our world is emails and they just flood in all the time. So you got to spend a little time doing that. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you, you connect with uh, people throughout the day, whether you're planning for the next event that's coming in whether you are greeting people that are coming in who are doing inspections of your hotel to select you possibly for a future convention, spend a lot of time in the sales arena doing that. Uh, we have to load up our hotel with future business in order to make sure that we remain busy over a period of time in the future. And uh, along the way, you know, an opportunity to uh, see the different areas of the hotel, uh, whether you're walking around and you see folks in the housekeeping department, uh, checking the grounds, uh, whether you have an opportunity even to go and check out what the garage looks like. The, you know, the, some of these things are things that you got to do on a regular basis just to make sure. Ours is a world that is a lot of having to do uh, with uh, keeping your eyes open and walking around. Uh, it is uh, there's a lot of sayings that are out there, but you definitely have to inspect what you expect. Right. And then so I, I actually read that your team, I think, donated around 10,000 meals a day to seniors. Is that right? Awesome. That's incredible. Can you tell us a bit about that and, you know, what was going on during the pandemic with the property and everything? Yeah, the pandemic was terrible. It still continues to be really tough on our industry. Uh, we had a staff nearing 1,200 people uh, that was working for us before the pandemic. And when the pandemic started, we went down to less than 100. And uh, that's an awful lot of people without working. So, you know, our goal is to try to see how we could get people working right away. So, you know, we have a union contract. So we're uh, part of Local 11 here. And uh, what we did is once we got started with the pandemic, there was a lot of talk about restaurants getting meals together. How do we get to help seniors? Because a lot of senior centers, all the senior centers shut down. And that was the only place that these, uh, many of these seniors had a chance to get a meal from. So uh, we reached out collaboratively to the city and said, look, we've got big kitchens. We're capable of doing a lot of business. So uh, fortunately, they listened to us and we were able to put these programs together. And uh, because Los Angeles was pretty big, there actually ended up being about four or five of us that, that worked on this. And so uh, we were doing about 10,000 meals 
a, a day and we're doing this uh I'm, rather and we're doing this for uh well over a year and a half almost uh of the pandemic so you talked a little bit earlier about um how much how much group space you have with ballrooms and meeting space um we know in a in a couple of other interviews with a uh, general manager they've talked about you know, the struggle of trying to regain group travelers and meetings and uh, meeting travelers from post pandemic. How have you mm-hmm. uh, been if you if you have seen a good rebound, have you been able to capture demand or if or if you haven't seen a rebound? Yeah, I think that the rebound is uneven. So in certain parts of the country, you've seen it come back before other parts. Um, I think in places like uh, Florida and Texas, uh, some of those places have enjoyed uh, more of a rebound than we have in some of the urban centers. And so we're, we're no different than that. So our business isn't back as much as we would like to have it. Uh, we still have leisure business that we were doing pretty well before this last uh, variant uh, kind of really uh, shut everybody down. Uh, but we have quite a bit of group business on the books. Uh, some of it that we have had... Uh, didn't cancel but rather postponed later into the year that was supposed to be with us in january and february and so we are pretty bullish on the balance of the year so barring anything crazy happening uh we we're uh, optimistic about the direction that uh, we could be going here yeah the pandemic and all that was certainly tough on everyone but to finish on a good note what would you say is the most rewarding part uh, of your job Look, I, I love to work with people. I, I love working with our staff and I love working with customers. I think you have to have a love of that to be in this business. And, and uh, I, after, you know, in my 43rd year here, I, I still love coming to work every day and the opportunity to be able to connect both with our staff and uh, to uh, try to help somebody get, have their job go a little bit better. Uh, help them along in their career. Now I, I realize that, uh, as I start down uh, toward the toward ending mine here in the not too distant future, that uh, what I get a tremendous amount of joy from is helping people get promoted, helping them uh, with their careers. And then the customer side of all this is, is really uh, creating an environment where you can have great experiences for people. Like I said, we're in the memory business. So however we can do or whatever we can do to create a great memory for people, we're excited to be able to do that. And uh, that's something that'll stay with people. You, you remember events, you remember times you were in your life in certain places. And we're certainly fortunate to be part of that and, and want to continue to try to do that all the time. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, the Marriott brand is clearly a titan of the industry and you clearly have an incredible track record with them. And uh, We at Hospitality Speaks wish you and your staff the best of luck and to the rest of you, tune